You're listening to Sky High Results Online, episode 18. And in today's episode, I'm showing you how to get over yourself when making an offer. That's right, how to remove those blocks that stand in your way from getting paid. So tune in and let's get started. Sky High Results Online Podcast, your essential resource for discovering strategies and tips for growing your online business and creating lasting client connections. So despite your best efforts in looking to attract more customers and clients, often the biggest barrier standing in your way is you. Look, you can spend endless hours creating and producing your great work and you get to the stage where you're ready to ship it, as in welcome all the buyers in, put it out there and make it happen. But then three common blocks happen that stall the process. First, you start to listen to too many people about what you should offer or what they would pay you for. Or secondly, you let the fear of rejection railroad you from taking action and actually putting that offer out there. Or three, you go in cold with the actual offer without building any foundation of value and trust first. So let's dive into what each of these are and what we can do about them. So number one, right? You start to listen to too many people about what you should offer and what they would pay you for. Now, the thing is, when you are guided by the random opinion of others, even your peers, family or friends, these this can be the fastest way to miss the mark with your offer, okay? You're ready to go. You maybe already have the offer and you're ready to go and put it out there and then you ask other people's opinion. And particularly if this is your family, this is going to be a problem, right? So... Um, You might have already created the offer or you're thinking about creating it and you're just seeking a bit of that validation. All I would suggest is don't go to seek that um, advice from family, friends, or even peers. I know peers, it's tempting, but if they are not a coach or a mentor of yours and they don't have all the facts, um, unfortunately, they may not guide you in the right way. So I want you to disregard any unsolicited advice as it's always laid with bias and judgment, particularly if you're asking about a price that you want to charge. Um, The other day, one of my private clients was telling me that they had um, asked a couple of their friends what they would pay for her offer and she was like they would definitely pay 997 for it so I'm going to charge that and I'm like they definitely they're definitely not paying 997 because they haven't paid that for it and just them saying that they would is not a clear indication that this is the direction in which you should go okay so the only people you should be listening to is those you seek solicited advice from and usually these should be and this should be in the format of a quick survey or poll. And I'll just clarify there, solicit advice from your existing audience, prospects um, and clients, okay? So they're people who potentially buy from you or who have bought from you before. So the only people you should be listening to is your audience. That is your prospects, clients, and buyers um, or customers who are, are are about to buy from you or potentially could buy from you or who have bought from you in the past. This is who you seek solicited advice from and you can pay attention to in relation to putting your offers out there. Now, the best way to do this is in um, the format of a quick survey or a poll. You don't want it to be too copious. You don't want to ask for too much um, information because what can then happen is you can be unduly influenced or swayed by it. 
Now, I'm not saying that getting insights and the language of your potential buyers isn't important. It absolutely is. But if you've already created your offer, which, um, you know, most of you probably already have an offer or you spent spending too much time questioning it before you put it out there. It's good to just quickly validate that offer rather than going down a rabbit hole of ifs, fors, buts, whys, or maybes. Okay. So be aware of the type of questions you're asking to get direct answers and direct feedback. No, you know, massively open-ended questions. Um, no asking for them to create the product for you. And by that, I mean asking them things like, what would you buy if um, I was to create my next product? Like, that, they don't know that. That's why you're the leader. That's why they're following you, okay? Whereas if you said something like, I'm going to create um, my next program on webinars or on um, Facebook live launches, right? Either or, which one would you prefer? That's going to give you much better direction than asking, um, you know, for all their ideas and suggestions. Because the other issue is a lot of people won't reply um, to anything that's that requires them to think too much. So you want to make it short and sweet. Like I said, put it in an email, um, a Facebook post or, or an Instagram story poll. Um, there's a poll feature in Facebook groups uh, and posts on your page that you can be utilizing to um, give people a selection to choose from. And then they're going to be more likely to give you that kind of feedback. And that can be all you need to really validate the direction you're going in or give you feedback for some legitimate tweaks that are from people who would potentially buy or have bought from you in the past and know what you've got on offer, okay? Because so when you have solid options and ideas, that's the time to validate rather than asking for their ideas, as I said, because they don't really know what they want. Um, okay, so number two, where I talked about uh, you're letting the fear of rejection railroad you from taking action. Now, this is a biggie. And it comes up a time and time again from a lot of my clients. Nobody's going to have a problem with something that you offer, which is usually the largest reason why we don't want to put offers out there is that we fear people won't buy it, they'll hate us, they'll, re they'll reject us, or maybe they'll think we're being too salesy, um, or you know, we're, we're not um, there at their beck and call to give them everything for free, so we must be a bad person. When you're moving in the direction of being um, a good person and doing good things in the world, right? Then you don't have to worry about the fear of rejection or the fear of what your prospects might say because basically their opinion doesn't really matter because you are you know you're doing the right thing. So once you have that in check, you must make sure you don't consciously or unconsciously block your offers, right? So offers because... So once you have that in check, you must make sure you don't consciously or unconsciously block your offers for fear of rejection or fear of not being liked um, or any of that kind of pushback. And what is going to make you, motivate you to keep taking that action of, to overcome that fear? Because it's, it's not like just snapping your fingers and that fear goes away. So you've got to look at, okay, well, I just have to systematically take action and make offers despite the fact I think I might die in doing it, right? Sometimes that fear can feel that way, okay? So what is going to motivate you to take action? This is where connecting to your big reason for or your why for creating your business can be useful, right? Um, I know Brooke Castillo uh, from the, the 
life coach school, she talks about a hard why, having a hard why. And that's that unshakable reason why you would keep going despite all negative consequences of any actions. Okay. So tapping back into that can be really, really important and keep you going in business when things don't work out the way they should. And that happens a lot. So you need to have a reason that's going to be a big enough reason that is going to guide you and motivate you to keep taking action in spite of all your fears. Okay. Now for me, it's definitely, I don't want to go back to working for corporate. I love working for myself. I love that freedom and flexibility, and there's no way I'd want to trade that for anything. So in order to keep moving forward, I have to just get over myself and get out of my own way when it comes to making offers because really the money coming into your business is a factor of the amount of offers you make. Absolutely no question about that as all at all. And if you look back to the the months where you're making more offers, um, you will be making more money. It just works that way. Sometimes you might not get all the offers right, but even people who don't buy at any time, they see you. That awareness really um, shows up with uh, by creating the relationship, building the authority, driving that credibility. That will lead to a sale, if not now, then down the track. So nothing is wasted. Every, everything is evidence and um, failure is just feedback, right? And we have to be prepared to fail and fail often if we want to get where we want to go. That happens regularly, okay? So if you just sit there letting the fear of rejection overtake you, you are not going to be making offers, you're not going to be making money in your business, and your business will not succeed. So it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, okay? So um, I want you to... um, Also think about that third roadblock, okay, that you might be coming across, which is you going in cold. You're thinking, okay, well, I just need to get to as many buyers as possible rather than thinking, I already have, even if it's a small number, a a, um, loved up kind of audience or people who have seen some of my content or can see it before I go to making an offer. We don't have to just get them on our list and bang them over the head with an offer straight away. It's better to be able to um, introduce them to what we have, prove um, the results that we can get, give them results in advance, um, connect and engage with them. Now, this doesn't have to be a really, really long process, okay? I don't want you to get bogged down thinking, oh, now I have to like warm them up because what happens then is that you get stuck writing blog posts, doing your content, putting things out there and never making an offer. So you're giving away all your value for free. So then it doesn't matter even if, um, you know, even if you did make an offer, um, there wouldn't be enough of them to get things moving. Okay. So it's, um, you know, it's perfectly acceptable to target new people to grow your audience, but typically we want them to experience your value um, upfront and even if it's only for a short while before you make an offer. Now, you always want to be making offers to those who are predisposed to buy from you. That is, they actually are experiencing the problem you solve and are motivated to solve it. So make sure your targeting makes sense, right? You could be trying to go far too wide and of course it's not going to resonate and it's going to fulfill your doubt about whether your offer could work, okay? 
So you can put your freebies out there too. Now that doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, you give all your best stuff away for free, but you want to give some great value out there, even if it's just in your social media posts, even if it's in your podcast, uh, your downloads, um, or whatever it might be. You know, there's a lot of conjecture out there that um, freebies, nobody buys once they get all your free stuff, but they're an important element of connection. And by free stuff, I don't just mean like a download or an opt-in. I also mean things like a webinar or a Facebook Live workshop series where you're showing up and you're sharing your um, your results in advance, your framework, your system, your approach for solving their problem. You're helping them identify with the problem that you solve and enabling them to self-select in terms of understanding that they have the problem that you solve. Um, like I said before, establishing that credibility and authority and also um, weaving in elements of social proof where you have got other people results um, and that can be one of the most powerful ways to move people forward and um, create that trust. It can also happen if you created those results for yourself as well, okay? Now, you can get them from cold to converted using a webinar in just an hour, and you don't even need to show up live. You just create your webinar, drive targeted traffic to it, record it live, and then automate once you know it converts. Now, I'm, I'm shortening that process a bit. Obviously, you've got to create it in a way that um, does engage, does build uh, that relationship and create that credibility and authority. That is an essential foundation for conversion. So I'm not saying don't go for cold traffic in your offers or your launches. Obviously, that's how we start to build an audience. That's how we start to drive awareness, and that's how we start to get known and get more buyers in the long run. But just be aware that rather than say doing a Facebook ad straight to a call application, right? Then I would probably be offering up some ways that they can experience your magic without having to go too hard or too deep or to make an appointment for a call, right? A webinar is a perfect way to do that. So when you overcome all three of these common roadblocks, I guarantee you will create so much more momentum in your business and be able to more freely offer your beautiful programs or services or coaching or consulting, okay? So if when we move past those blocks, and hopefully some of those tips have helped you do that, there's no more hiding. There's no more creative cul-de-sacs. You know, when you get in, it's like metaphor there for getting in the car and just going around the cul-de-sac round and round while you work out what font to use on your landing page or work out what price to charge or any of that stuff. No more going down those cul-de-sacs. No more being a victim of other people's judgments. Um, it's about empowering yourself to step forward. You may not always be right. Be, uh, be open to the fact that these things may not work because you may have the opposite problem. I actually have this sometimes where I think my office is so great and then I go and do it and it might not work as well. So I have to go back as well, uh, go back to the drawing board and reiterate. But like I said, no failure, only feedback. Pay attention to that feedback, make iterations and go again. So now's the time to get started. Why don't you come into my beautiful Facebook group. It's absolutely free called Connect and Convert if you're not already there. And if you are, I'd love to see you back in there. Let me know what you're working on and what you wish you had the courage to confidently share more. I will pop a post in there. So I would love you to be able to just um, respond on the bottom of that or just start your own post and let me know, um, you know what, what blocks you might come across 
uh, come up against or what you would like to be sharing more of. Just go to victoriagibson.com forward slash group and I'll see you there.